Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Connie Wong, Style Director at Refinery29. Hi guys, uh, thank you all for coming out. Uh, we have a really exciting talk uh, planned for this evening with uh, the ladies behind Rent the Runway. We have Jen Hyman and Jen Fleiss. They're the co-owners of this brand. Uh, it's been around since 2009. The short story is uh, you can rent designer dresses uh, for less than it costs to buy them, but they're doing incredibly innovative things in the space. Um, and you know, have changed things as we know it since 2009. They met at Harvard Business School and they've basically done what a lot of e-commerce brands have always strived to do, which is you know, provide women with what they're looking for in terms of you know, designer garments and to you know, connect designers with a future customer base and to establish a lifelong connection and relationship. So I'd like to welcome uh, Jen Hyman and Jenny Fleiss. Hi, ladies. Hi, everyone. So um, I think my relationship with Rent the Runway started when you guys started in 2009. And I remember covering um, a lot of startups at that particular time. It was, uh, for anyone who was not around in 2009, I don't know, think anyone's here, but it was kind of a strange economic time for a lot of fashion brands. You know, um, a lot of really established designers were you know, having to shut down their businesses. Um, the old ways of doing things weren't quite cutting it anymore, um, but a lot of great things were happening in this space. You know, people were thinking about purchasing, um, talking about fashion, you know, experiencing things in a way that felt like, you know, I'm going to try to do it for myself rather than, you know, leaving it up to the establishment or the industry to do it for them. Um, and you guys really took advantage of new ways of doing things. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and what it was like entering that kind of space with that sort of customer base? So I think often when you have an economic downturn or shake up in an environment, it leads to huge innovation and opportunities. And so in 2008, when we started innovating on Rent the Runway, that is really what we saw the environment to be. We saw it as a big opportunity to serve as consumers and to serve as designers in a better way. Um, and for designers, we said, you know, department stores are slashing prices. Designers are losing control of their brands. What can we do? to let customers access these products at a price point that is appealing, especially in the face of fast fashion, but yet lets them still retain that brand they built and the retail prices that had currently exist, that had existed in the past. Um, and then from a consumer standpoint, we also realized that consumers were on a budget, they were more cost conscious at that point in time. Um, and there was also a prevalence of social media that increased the pressure and the demands of looking your best. While you didn't want to spend as much money, you still wanted to have new things all the time. I think that there are huge cultural changes that have happened over the last 10 to 15 years that are different than at any other period in history. If you think about all aspects of the way you live today, they're fundamentally different than they were 10 or 15 years ago. So think about how you eat. You might be using Fresh Direct or Seamless or Blue Apron and might never even walk into a grocery store. Whereas the way that we actually get dressed has not changed in decades, even though technology has, consumer demand has. And we really thought that we should shake this up and we should create a business for the way people want to live and the way people want to get dressed in 2014, which is that you have this closet full of stuff, 
of which 50% of it never really gets used. You utilize 50% of your closet two times or less. And the wastefulness of that is really ridiculous. And we as a company are really building a logistics and technology platform that enable um, the rental of physical goods and putting control into the customer's hands around you get to access this product for whatever duration of time you want and then you can return it. And that freedom is something that we've had in music, we've had in entertainment, but you've never had that choice related to fashion and Rent the Runway is the first company that gives you that choice and how to consume. I think that's really interesting. Um, one of the, I think, biggest things that's happening right now um, in the fashion space is that, you know, fashion in and of itself is extremely egalitarian. Like everyone wears clothing unless, you know, you don't wear clothing and that's still a statement unto itself, you know? Um, but the industry prides itself in being very exclusive. You know, there are these designers who, you know, they go after a certain demographic, you know, and leave behind the masses. But, you know, everyone engages in clothing. Everyone, you know, cares about at least, you know, to some extent what they wear and, you know, being able to connect those those dots is a, it's a really challenging thing, but I think you guys have been able to do it pretty successfully. Um, but in the beginning, were there any challenges, you know, whether relating to designers or relating to your consumers, like, you know, in, you know, connecting those dots? I just want to speak to your first point first. Fashion is the only industry on earth that has all of this unmet demand that until Rent the Runway was unable to be met. So again, let's take music. You could afford, any person in this country could afford to buy a song on iTunes, or you could afford to buy a CD in the world before Apple. Everyone could afford to go to a movie or could afford to buy a DVD. You could afford to buy a concert ticket. Whereas all of the brands that are carried on Rent the Runway, only the top 1% or the top 2% of this country could ever afford to access before. So not only are we changing the, the distribution channel of how people access fashion and making it more convenient and making it more 2014, but we're also changing the access point itself and opening up an entirely new market, which is really exciting to us, this process of democratization. And the process of convincing the industry that it's a great thing to have millions of women who are in their 20s and 30s who are experiencing the brand for the first time and organically developing a relationship and falling in love with that brand on their own terms. I think in terms of your question around were there difficulties we met with the design community or with customers early on, absolutely. I think you seldom have a startup where there aren't bumps along the way, especially in the early days. And um, a couple of, of fun anecdotes there, I think, one is when we first had the concept, our immediate reaction was, let's think about what consumers think of this idea and let's think about what designers think of the idea. And that's what we recommend to any entrepreneur, right? Like go straight to the source and figure that question out. So with designers, we were like, you know, how could we get this answer? Let's think through our network, and we did not come from the fashion world, of who do we know who could potentially help us think through this concept and see what they thought about it. Um, we cold called Diane von Furstenberg. We sent an email um, through a very distant connection and we got an email right back that said, in hot pink bubble letters, it said, come to my office tomorrow at 2 p.m. 
we were two girls in business school. We were like, we don't know if this is her. We don't know if it's going to be her, an assistant, if it's no one. Um, but let's just go. Let's do it. Why, why not? Um, and we went there, and initially, she did not like the concept. So for almost two hours, we explained that we're the founders of Rent the Runway, and this is what it is and why you should love it. And she wasn't a fan. She was worried what it would do to her brand. She was worried about the concept of rental. And we listened to all those concerns. And it became the basis for how we iterated both how we interact with designers and a lot of elements of our concept. So you can learn a lot from criticisms, concerns, but I think looking and going, looking out and going directly to the source is huge. Um, on the consumer standpoint, I'd say it was a little bit of a more pleasant surprise early on. I, our initial concern was, will people think like renting is like consignment? What are they going to think about it? Will they really want to talk about it and tell people about it? And what we actually found is people like want to shout on the walls of Facebook and tell all of their friends that they rented the runway. And that's actually a really interesting change culturally because when you think about wealth accumulation and how um, kind of exhibiting wealth has changed over the last few generations, in our parents' generation and generations after that, especially in the 1980s and 1990s, you made some money and it was all about how you showed that off what car you were driving, how big your house was, bragging about how many cars you had or what clothing you had. And now, if someone came up to you and said, hey, I just you know, spent $5,000 on a gown that I'm only gonna wear once, the cultural response would be, you just wasted all of that money and you're not smart. It wouldn't, the response wouldn't be, oh, you're so rich, you're so lucky that you get to do that. Like, the tides have changed where all of us, regardless of how much you make, are thinking about how to live in a smart way, how to live in a green way that's not wasteful, and how to be efficient about what you spend your money on. So the very fact that women were, are bragging about the fact that they've rented the runway and that they view this as being modern and cool and smart is both on account for we've built a brand that people enjoy and feel comfortable talking about, but the other point is that we as a society feel comfortable now saying, yeah, I don't, I don't own this because it wasn't smart for me to own it. Um, when you're dealing with a lot of real product, when you are a largely online company, um, there's this kind of built-in ick factor that a lot of brands have to, you know, challenge their way through, uh, whether it's, you know, feeling comfortable enough sleeping in someone else's bed through Airbnb or, you know, having, getting to someone else's car, you know, through Uber. Um, and with Rent the Runway, the kind of ick factor is, you know, wearing a dress that someone else might have worn before, but you guys have a lot of built-in sort of safeguards against that. Do you mind talking a little bit about it? And then, you know, how, if that's lessened in importance as you know time has gone on because maybe in 2009 that was hugely important but nowadays women are just like give it to me <laughs> it wasn't even important in 2009 i think to jenny's point we thought that was going to be a factor but women felt comfortable because we were dry cleaning every single garment because we now run the largest dry cleaning operation in the united states which is a funny business to be in. We run a jewelry repair operation, a leather repair operation. We are inspecting every single unit three times, you know, before it goes out to the next customer. I think that there's a lot of trust from the customer standpoint that we are sending out inventory that's in like brand new condition. And that 
perception of, oh, someone else has worn it. Well, the behavior of wearing something that someone else has worn has been around forever. It's called borrowing from a friend. And we've all been very used to that. The behavior of renting the runway has also been around forever. It's called buying something at a store, keeping the tags on, and returning it the next day. And we've all done that, too. So rent the runway is not a new concept at all. It was not a brilliant idea. It was an idea that existed for generations. It's an idea that women have been doing anyway. We've been renting the runway in department stores illegally for years. We were just the first ones that said, there's enough of a big idea here for us to put in all the hard work, to develop the operation, to develop the technology, and build the team to make this into a really big business. We were, we were proactive about a couple of things, though, that just made sure that people viewed us in a super high-end way. Um, one was the packaging, and the, and the other was dry cleaning. Um, so focusing on dry cleaning, getting a great dry cleaning partner, ultimately bringing that in-house, and then presenting the items to a customer in a way that felt super high-end. Um, we felt both like that would encourage the customer to take care of them. If you pre present something to someone nicely, they're likely to respect it, take care of it, and give, and give it back to you nicely. But it also takes away, it makes it a magical experience when you're getting something sent to you, and just doesn't make you think at all, oh, this is something that's already been worn. Uh, my mom always said that if you want someone to respect your place when you invite them over, you clean up beforehand. Same concept. Um, so as a writer, I'm on the daily getting pitches from startups about the same concept, doing the same thing, speaking to the same women with a slightly different name. You know, um, to, to succeed in the space is particularly difficult within fashion, and oftentimes, like, Fashion tech is the punchline of a joke, just because a lot of things can look really ridiculous or you know do something that you know it just isn't intuitive or women don't want. But you guys have set yourself apart in this space as you know providing a real service, but rising to the top of this big heap. What do you think that you guys may have proactively stumbled, like proactively done or accidentally stumbled upon that kind of set you apart and you know gave you that boost? I think one is it's disrupting an industry, so it was inherently a pretty different concept. Um, I think part of what gave us the kind of gumption to go after this huge game-changing concept, though, was a bit of being naive because we didn't come from the fashion industry. But more importantly, we didn't think through how difficult this would actually be. Um, and I think this can be a pro or a con when you're starting the company. But Rent the Runway is an incredibly difficult logistics and technology company to run, um, whether it's turning around our inventory in the same day so that we can service customers every single weekend, whether it's building technology for 100% reverse logistics because that just didn't exist off the shelf before, integrating a dry cleaner, scaling up your inventory and having a model where you can source it as quickly as possible. Those are huge challenges which you know we've managed to scale and overcome, but I don't think either of us in our, in our wildest dreams when we first started were like, we're going to need to master and do all of these elements. Um, so it's kind of, it's been a blessing in disguise that we just went for it, right? We saw the opportunity. We, like, had the energy and enthusiasm as entrepreneurs, and that's really taken us quite a long way. I think we have a really, really big vision of what Rent the Runway is and the vision for how we should live our lives in that I truly believe that 50% of the stuff that is in your closet today and a lot of the stuff that may be in your home is stuff that should be rented in the future, is stuff that 
some of which you might need for one night only, some of which you might want for a season, some things you might want for a weekend, and you as the customer should be able to determine how long or how short you want something for. So given that the vision has always been something that was large, it was always to create an Amazon for rental, we knew that from the outset, we would have to do all the hard work and take no shortcuts in building out an infrastructure that would support this enormous vision that we have for the company. So as an example, because we have invested in building out a logistics and technology infrastructure, it took us only two months of time this year to build out an entirely new subscription business, which we launched a few weeks ago. And the subscription business is essentially a Netflix for fashion, where people create a queue, you receive three accessories at a time, you can swap them whenever you want. Had we not invested in all of you know, the custom logistics processes and all of the custom technology around how to actually rent physical products, which no one else in the country is doing, it would have taken us years to build that new product. So I think we've always been long-term focused. This is about creating a new way of living, a new brand that is about empowerment. It feels great to be, ac to be able to access amazing, beautiful clothing that you couldn't afford before, that makes you feel confident, that makes you feel beautiful and great about yourself. And I think that we're doing something that is more than just transactional. There's a real emotional component to Rent the Runway and it's what drives Jenny and, uh, Jenny and I as co-founders and it's what we're really proud of. I want to talk about that emotional connection, and it's uh, sometimes really hard to achieve, especially if you're, you know, your main goal is to sell clothing. But what you guys have done that's really, really interesting is you have something called, um, what is, is it your our runway, our, our runway um, where rent, renters get to submit photos of themselves wearing the garment, the particular garment, submit their, I think, dress size, any anecdotes that they might have about, you know, where they wore this dress um, or garment, uh, and you know what they thought about it. And there's any sort of irregularities or things to watch out for, and that as, as a person who writes stories every single day, like each one is an individual story. And I just like, and you guys get sent those just like naturally. Were there, have, the, have, have any like user reviews really stuck out with you? Or was this something that you even intended to do at first? Or was this an accident that just turned into this magical sort of add on to your site? <laughs> I, I remember when we launched that product, we were looking through each individual photo and story that that women had submitted and I stumbled across this one story of a woman who is in her late 40s from Atlanta and she had rented a Rachel Roy dress and she in her review wrote that it was the first time that she ever felt like she looked in a mirror and smiled and loved the reflection that she saw and how she then went to an event with her husband where he twirled her around and she felt like she was kind of floating on a cloud. And I think that it's not the dress that made her feel that way. It's the fact that somehow the combination of her own emotion, her own self-confidence, the event, the dress, feeling great about herself, it all kind of coalesced into this memory that she wanted to broadcast kind of for the world to see. 
And I think that our customer is already a confident woman. Our customer is someone who is smart. She's a go-getter. She has a lot going on in her life. And Rent the Runway is a way for her to express the authentic person she already is. And it's really beautiful to be able to give more of those moments to our customers. Our customers are already doing that. Um, they already feel great about themselves, but we're, all, we're giving them more opportunities to feel great and to express that outwardly. And I think that that's really the beauty of our runway where it's hundreds of thousands of photos of women celebrating their lives and women being beautiful because they're happy, because they're celebrating their lives, not because they're a size zero or not because they look model-esque, but because the beauty in and of itself is the celebration. Um, with all the access to a huge range of information on the internet right now, people are really trained and knowledgeable about, you know, doing, doing their research before buying anything. And I think that even with rentals, that you can, the fact that you can do your research while you're on the same page is like, is priceless. Um, and you guys have access to things that I think designers just pray for, you know, just like real honest testimonials from women who actually wear their dresses. And I'm just wondering if there's any sort of repeat offending like design elements or, you know, things that, you know, designers should be more aware of that, you know, women are trying to like, you know, tell them, but this is their, this is their platform. Often it varies by designer, um, and one thing that we give back to our designer partners and they really they love us for is that feedback. Um, so we are capturing all of the data directly from our customers, and whether it's how a dress fit or didn't fit or what other designers that customer is interested in or browsing, there's so much rich data that we are able to funnel back. It makes our selection of the inventory better and better, but it also can make the designer's selections and how they manufacture their product and size their product that much better. Um, in particular, for emerging designers, there's so much opportunity on Rent the Runway both to be discovered and to have a customer who maybe never heard about that brand take a risk at a much lower percentage price point, um, but also for that emerging designer to just learn because those are the ones who often are still figuring out their sizing. They're still figuring out the, you know, is that manufacturing company like getting it right and is the fit really working and is that fabric getting through dry cleaning even once or twice so that it works for any consumer. Um, are there any trends that you just know will fly off the shelves and other trends that you know that only fashion people seem to like and real women just like can't get behind? <laughs> I think that we see trend information really quickly because we're able to post inventory several weeks before it's received and because you're making a reservation in advance for an event that you have, kind of overnight we can understand what the demand is gonna be. So this past spring, a massive trend that was both all over the runways and all over Rent the Runway was florals. And that doesn't seem like the craziest trend for spring, but we're seeing it already in fall. So we're seeing it carry through into fall in a different and unique way, um, where dark florals are gonna be 
a very big part of the picture. We're also seeing that our customer is willing to take a lot more fashion and editorial risk because by nature of the fact that she's renting, she doesn't feel like she has to commit to the product forever. So for example, we just launched a whole series of handbags with Moschino and the handbags are kind of in the shapes of leather jackets. They're very out there. It's a new collection with an amazing new designer that Moschino has. And the number one rented handbag on our site right now is this leather jacket handbag, which is something that it costs $2,000 retail. It's something that's completely a, a fashion statement. And therefore, we're really kind of doubling and tripling down on those um, really unique pieces that people feel like, I, I want to rent this because it's beautiful, but I probably don't need to have it in my closet right now. I think the other thing to just call out is we built an analytics team really early on and all of our buying decisions are very much informed by past decisions from consumers, projections of what's going forward. It's yes, trends, but it's also what cuts are most flattering, what fabrics are most flattering and have the easiest fit, what fabrics will last the longest through a dry cleaning process, what zippers don't snag and pull as much. So all of these have enabled us to service our customer better um, and we're constantly just iterating on those analytics. The other thing just from a fash pure fashion standpoint is we're seeing the emergence of like two-piece outfits for black tie and for cocktail events. So whether it's a crop top and a midi length skirt or whether it's some kind of combination of something that in the past would have been a blouse and a pair of pants rompers and jumpsuits are still huge, especially with cutouts. I think that the customer as well, like Hervé Leger four to five years ago, the new Hervé Leger is kind of this neoprene scuba material that's all over the place, like Clover Canyon. So we're able to pick up on those widespread fashion trends and hopefully buy into them and give women access to wear what's straight off the runway. I love those matching sets myself. <laughs> um, so you're online mainly, but you have a few offline uh, outlets across the country, including a freestanding store that's going to open up in Manhattan on September 3rd. On Jenny's birthday. I, well, happy and early you birthday. hot on your news because we officially announced it today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, there have been a few articles written about just the importance of e-tailers hate that word, <laughs> but um, opening up brick and mortar shops, just having a physical representation. Um, why do you think that's important for your brand? So we had heard from when we first started our business, I want to try on the dresses. Can I see them in person? Can I feel them? Can I touch them? Um, and one guiding light for us for the company has been listen to customers, have a way to listen to customers, have a way to respond um, and iterate on that based on what they're saying. So after we heard it enough, even though we are in online technology-based business, we're like, let's test it out. Um, so we started doing some tests, and we found that average order values are higher. People are booking for multiple events. We're getting a lot of customers who maybe weren't as comfortable starting and embarking on a rental journey online, but once they're in store, they have kind of that point of familiarity that makes them comfortable. 
We're also able to leverage our stylists where we do have these amazing resources of, of trained women who are incredibly fashionable, know all of our inventory, to let them interact in person, real time, in a store was something we weren't fully leveraging. Um, so we now have you know three, soon to be four, and, and growing retail locations. Um, they're technology enabled, so the idea is not that you go into the store and it's to standalone experience. It is go into the store, be introduced to the concept, pick out dresses that might service you for the next six months or the year, try them on, and now you don't have to go back into the store. We've saved into your account what fits, what doesn't, what your sizing and measurements are. Um, and so in that way, I think it's, it's a hybrid of a tech and retail experience. I think that Apple actually was the first retailer that thought about turning their stores into service centers. And for you might come here once to transact and buy an iPhone or buy you know, a MacBook Air, but then you might come back many more times to listen to a talk or to go to the Genius Bar or to just have a conversation about technology. We similarly wanted to view our stores as providers of service and actually as data collection centers. So what I mean by that is when you come in and when you try on 15 or 20 dresses, if you were to do that at a department store today, all of that information would be lost. You might forget about everything that you had tried on except the one thing that you ended up purchasing. We are saving all of that data for you on the sizes that worked for you, on what styles you liked so that we can not only remind you so that we could not only give you one click ability to book those things in the future, but also that we can propel the rest of your Rent the Runway experience, providing more curated recommendations to you of what you should be shopping on our app or on the site. So it's really about using that woman's time efficiently because again, the customer is this busy, professional 30-year-old woman who has a lot going on. So that 45-minute visit turn, you know, pays her dividends for months to come after that experience. Uh, one last question before I turn it over to you guys. Um, so you talked about Unlimited, which is your service that allows you to rent re like ready-to-wear um, items instead of just dresses. But, you know, what's next for a company that has a, a basic mission but does things in a very smart way? Where do you see the future of Rent the Runway? I think first, this unlimited subscription that we launched, you are going to see us blow that out in a million different ways over the next few years. Because subscription to us is just about temporary ownership, where the customer is in control of how long you have that product for. So today, we've launched the subscription with jewelry and handbags and outerwear and scarves and hats. But over time, we will certainly include tons of other items into subscriptions. We're going to let women customize their own subscription. So if you want a subscription just for jewelry, if you want a subscription just for jackets, you know, maybe a kind of create your own so that this is really about the idea of your closet is now on rotation. You're the driver. What do you want? And how do you want to revolutionize the way you get dressed? All right, go ahead and raise your hands or we'll bring you the microphone. Um, when did you guys get interested in the fast fashion industry? Well, I have always loved shopping. Jenny and I both grew up in New York. And I think that fashion is, what's amazing about it is it's the first thing that people experience about you. It's how you present yourself to the world. And 
you can really showcase so much of your personality and who you are through fashion and through how you know, the pride you take with how you get dressed, the creativity that you take there. So it's always been fun for me. I was always the person who was experimenting with whatever trend was new and different, even if I looked ridiculous, because it's fun. It was fun to like play dress up. And I think as a little kid, you have permission almost to play dress up. You go into your mom's closet and play dress up. And then somehow, like we all become more rational when we get older and we stop doing that. And I think that so much of Rent the Runway is bringing that magic and that ability to be creative and have fun and just view this as art back into our lives. Um, also, are you guys thinking about opening a Rent the Runway for kids in the future? That is interesting. We might have some dresses that would fit you, so I wouldn't lose hope. There is also size, you know, sizing works for everyone with accessories. So I think as we have this new unlimited subscription, it, it does work for kids. Uh, it is true that younger and younger ladies, women are interested and knowledgeable about fashion and all of these great brands. So I wouldn't put anything off the table. For now, we are focused on our core consumer who is in their upper 20s or, or young 30s. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, hi. I was wondering, um, when will you start for men, um, clothes for men? I always get that question. Yes, always get I it. think <laughs> the answer is the same, that we will eventually, of course, be servicing the 50% of the population that is men. And because this is a rental platform, it's not just going to be through apparel, but you're going to be able to rent anything. Uh, via Rent the Runway. So there might be sports equipment and watches and other things that uh, appeal to men. Apple products. Apple products. Um, but for the foreseeable future, our business is growing so quickly and we have so much more to do just in fashion for women and we're gonna stick there, make this a huge, huge, huge business and then we'll expand into every other category on earth. Uh, I actually have an idea of the, um, the that gentleman's question. So maybe renter one, we can start with like serve some ideas and suggestions to the women renters about what their partners should wear, like what kind of style, what kind of accessory, like what color will match the dress they are renting to to buy or to rent for their for their partner. So that's yeah, pretty idea. I, you're a natural born entrepreneur. I, I do think that women often have more of both an emotional connection, but also just an interest in fashion and are more likely to view fashion as like a fun thing they want to spend time on rather than many men view it as I think a task or like, gosh, I have to get dressed every morning, what a drag. Um, so incorporating women and leveraging them and their familiarity with Rent the Runway to get men on, on track and on board, I think is a great idea. Exactly, that, that could build their relationship kind of game, right? So uh, my question is actually about the branding and marketing. So Rent to Runway, as you said, is the first established uh, business to redefine the lifestyle of how you dress, right? So how do you start to, uh, I won't use brand, like, how do you sell your concept or convince your 
designer partner, and then how do you uh, convince to sell the concept to your consumers? I think the most important thing to remember in starting a business that even though we live in this tech-centric world where we're all living on our phones, that the most important element of starting a business is about human relationships. How do we sell designers? You go in, you spend time, you spend time every few months, you have dinner, you have drinks, you talk to them, they build trust, you build trust, and you form a relationship. So there is nothing that can, there's no shortcut to take beyond building the relationship and showing that when you say you're gonna do something, you follow through. I think that that is what is most important to us. We're building a big brand that we hope is still around 50 years from now. So therefore, every single designer partnership is critical to us and doing well by those relationships and being honest and saying, here's how we're going to help you, here's what our brand is going to accomplish this year. And then the more they see that we have follow through, I think the more trust is built. Hi. Um, so you guys said you didn't really have much of a background in fashion, met at Harvard Business School. I was gonna say, what was your background before? Um, and then when you had this idea, what made you decide to go after it? Like, what was that, the impetus for saying, you know what, I'm gonna do this? And then on top of that, before you had the infrastructure, before Rent the Runway became Rent the Runway, what was the big ch challenge for your idea? Like, where, what were the hurdles in terms of just having the idea and like putting pen to paper? Where was that challenge? There are a lot of questions baked in there. Um, I came from a finance background. Jen came from a sales and marketing background. Um, I think our biggest aha moment was one of those emotional reactions that a consumer had early on. We did a trial concept in person. We set up shop and wanted to see would women actually put money where their mouths are and rent dresses. Um, a woman put on a silver sequined dress. We called it the celebrity dress. She twirled well, it around. It was called the celebrity it dress. It was called the, the celebrity dress. <laughs> and twirled around in the mirror, and she's like, I look hot. She was transformed. She had a bounce in her step, extra, you know, she was stood up a little taller. Can you imagine the look on so-and-so's face when he sees me in this? And she didn't want to take it off. Um, and, you know, Jen and I looked at each other, and it was like, there is something here that it's not just the value that you're getting, right? It is about that feeling that, that you have when you put on an amazing dress and how that can be transformative. So, so that was, I think, our, our first aha moment. Hurdles, you want to do hurdles of the challenges and hurdles? I mean, I mentioned Everything the one with Everything is a DDA. hurdle. Everything is a hurdle. I think that, you know, to your question, well, how do you decide that this is it? Very simple answer. It was fun. We loved the idea. We had fun working together. We had fun thinking about it. And I just want to put out my belief set that entrepreneurship is not a risk. It is a risk to wake up every single morning and not love what you do every day. And it's a risk to waste your time. And if you start something, if you have a big idea and you go after it and it doesn't work out, you can get your resume together and get another job. But really just changing the mentality from entrepreneurship being this big, hairy, scary thing into you have an idea, it's fun, you start working on it. In fact, Jenny and I never put pen to paper on the idea. 
ever. We just started to take action and had a bias towards doing things. So as opposed to being strategic and doing financial analyses of will this idea work or not, we conducted real life MVP tests and real life experiments. And I would just encourage if you have a dream, figure out how you're gonna test it out in the real world, get that data and just go and start working on it because it's so much fun and it'll change your life. Sometimes even looking for those hurdles and those challenges can lead to the idea or the opportunity. And, and that's true when you're first starting the idea, but it's also true as you evolve and iterate the company. Like Those are the moments when, oh gosh, what if the dresses don't fit? Well, let's give them the second size for free, right? Like There's moments like that that ultimately lead to the differentiating aspect of your product that is gonna make you kind of the best option out there for consumers. My question is, what are you guys' individual motivations and how do you guys fuse it together to make the business successful? My individual motivation is to create an incredible team and to inspire a group of people to be authentic, to be their best self, and to lead. I think that we have a team of over 300 people now, and it's really inspiring to me to see everyone at the company act like an entrepreneur, everyone feel comfortable having a creative idea and going after it, and really the community that's been formed at the company and the culture. And I come from a very strong family where I'm in love with my family, and I wanted to recreate the idea of a family at work. And that's what drives me every single day of having a work environment, have the warmth and the love and the camaraderie of a family with still the passion and entrepreneurship of a company that's hard charging and growing, you know, at very high rates. Um, creating something out of nothing uh, and changing an industry. So just to the first aspect of that, I've always felt incredibly rewarded when you can start with zero and you can see a tangible outcome and a result and to know that you played a big role in pushing that forward. It is very hard to do that, for example, in finance where I worked before to feel like you can make actually that impact or that change and that you can do it in a pretty quick amount of time. Um, and then changing an industry and leaving a mark on an industry that is age old and will continue to, to exist forever industry is is just remarkable and um, it to me a lot of those customer moments are also what just gives me such motivation that it's going in a direction that really is serving the consumer in the best way possible and how do you guys fuse it together to make it really happen I think that you know, it's more than just the two of us at this point. We've always been aligned from the very beginning. We have a very strong friendship and relationship between us, and we're very different. You know, I think we have common values, and we love being around each other. We have fun together, but our skills are different. You know, sometimes our what we love to spend time on is different. And that's really important that when you found a company that you're not always stepping on someone's toes because you both gravitate naturally and organically to different things and you enjoy and are good at different things. So thinking about expanding that just from Jenny and myself to a, a large team, we often think about what 
newness is this new person we're hiring going to bring to the situation? How are they going to challenge us? How are they going to make us think about things differently? So that's what's been so beautiful about building this really diverse, interesting, fun team. Hi, ladies. Um, my question is about your relationships between the brands that you, the, the brands that you, that you feature on your site. Like, I wanted to know, like, how do you make your choices? Because, of course, R Rent the Runway has its own branding, meaning, like, your choices are, could be a little personal. And then about the customers who are, um, who are looking for things from your site. Like, you're not going to go to Macy's and look for something that will be featured at Barney's. So I wanted to know how you make your choices, and I also wanted to know the relationship, because I'm really not sure, like, there's a lot of women to dress out there. So how do you keep your inventory and like, you know what I mean? Like that's a lot of clothes to keep in a lot of sizes. Well, we've had to raise a lot of money so that we can have a lot of clothes in a lot of sizes. I think that our point of view on fashion is designer, number one. Our point of view is that it has to be something that's unique or special, so something that you wouldn't want to own. So you will come to our site and see almost zero little black dresses that are standard because we believe that women should have that in their closet already. So always taking the most editorial fashion forward view. And we really believe um, in capitalizing on the latest trends. So one major competitor to Rent the Runway is actually fast fashion because the mass market, when a new trend will occur, often will go into Zara or H&M to purchase that trend. And we want to offer a, an alternative to say, you can actually wear this real trend off the runway for less money than you can purchase it at Zara, and it'll be beautiful and high quality in the real thing. Okay, thank you, guys. thank you, ladies, so much for for talking. It was really enlightening, and uh, thank you guys for for being here. Thanks for coming. Thank you.